Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And today we are talking about the penultimate episode of the season for uh, season one of Jessica Jones, episode 12, aka Take a Bloody Number, which originally aired on November 20th of 2015. And as always, here's our IMDb summary. The hunt for Kilgrave reunites Jessica with Luke. Trish receives some unexpected information about Simpson and Jessica. So obviously Ooh. they're sleeping together. Yeah. Because yep. <laughs> she hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah. Oh, and here, here's your $5 bill uh, for using a penultimate, your $5 word of the day. Yay. I learned <laughs> that word last week. <laughs> I always thought it meant ultimate, but like cooler, not second to last. Yep. So it was ultimate, but like less than. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> When I learned that, I was like, oh, it's really disappointing. You're right. <laughs> All right. Well... As always, we've broken down this episode to bite-sized chunks so we can talk about for way too long and look into this way more than the creators ever wanted us to. And here's the first one. <laughs> wow, way to say it that way, Tony. It kind of hurts. Oh, well, I mean, Al, remember, I wanted to do a movie by, movie by minutes podcast, which is way, way more intense than this. So we got off light. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Alright, we start with the aftermath of the bombing of Luke's bar. We see in flashback the meeting of Luke and Kilgrave just after Hope uh, has killed herself. After Luke tells Kilgrave that he and Jessica were lovers, Kilgrave in instructs Luke to blow up the bar with Luke inside and make sure Jessica saw it, sees it. After leaving the destruction of Luke's home slash work, they go to the destruction of Jessica's home slash work. Jessica fills in Luke on the fact uh, that Killing Riva is what probably allowed Jessica to get free of Kilgrave. She lets Luke stay there so she can keep an eye on him until Kilgrave until the Kilgrave control wears off, and to listen to the police scanner all night. So, my first problem with this section—well, maybe not problem—but my first observation would be: so Luke believed Kilgrave about. Um, or, yeah, Luke believed Jessica about Kilgrave enough to go try to kill Kilgrave, but not enough to believe that he has mind control powers. <laughs> Which is the only reason he would believe mm -hmm. about Kilgrave. Because then that would have been the only reason why Jessica would have killed Riva. Um, I wonder if this is him thinking that, oh, my skin's invulnerable, so obviously... I would be invulnerable to his powers. I mean, that's yeah. all I can think of. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But I could imagine someone thinking that way. And that's all I've got. Yeah, just I just mean, trying to make something up. Yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with strength because Jessica's super strong, and she was still under control. Yeah, but she can also be hit by like a bullet, right? If she's shot, I wonder if he was thinking. Whatever his power is can't get through my skin. Yeah, I guess. I mean, now Luke has no way to know this, but we know, like, if he had a superpower that he could never catch a cold, like um, Bruce Willis in Unbreakable, mm -hmm. um, would he be immune to Kilgrave since it's viral? 
That's a good question. I don't know. A cold is a virus. Is that correct or or not? Was it something else? I I always think forget a cold this. is a virus. Maybe the flu is a virus. I think the flu is a virus, and I forget okay. what the well, cold is. In Unbreakable, Bruce Willis's character has never gotten sick or injured, so I think that covers a flu and cold. Okay, all right, that's fair. Yeah. So is he immune to Kilgrave? Maybe. We'd have to find out. We'd have yeah. to test this. Yeah, well, we can't for two no. reasons. Three reasons. Well, then in... <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, let's just say, yes, he's immune. Okay. All it's right. now official. <laughs> Canon. Done. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so I like how when they go to Jessica's apartment... Um, Jessica, he asked Jessica, like, do I, or should I ask what happened? And she says, no. And Jessica, or Luke just leaves it at that. He does not ask what happened to the apartment. <laughs> and I'm a curious person by nature. I feel yeah. like I would be asking a few questions. Mostly, did Kilgrave do this? I feel like that's the obvious question also. Um, but I guess because she doesn't say anything would i mean if you were in this situation would you assume that it wasn't Kilgrave because she didn't say oh it was it was because of Kilgrave no i would assume it was Kilgrave even after she says no you don't need to ask ah because i like obviously my thinking would be well obviously i'm supposed to assume what happened and after my bar just blew up I assume it was Kilgrave. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's really nice and respectful in that. Um, but at the same time, you know, she when they were going into her apartment, she had to like scan around and look to find out that Simpson's body wasn't there anymore. But like, yeah, she hasn't been there since then. And like that's that's the other weird thing. It's not just the fact that her apartment was, you know, everything was broken. It's mm-hmm. the fact that she also was looking around for people. Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, the window shattered. So I assume that she's looking around to make sure there are no intruders. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Okay, that that would that one would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um so yeah, the last little bit in this section I have is um, it turns out that Jessica's guilt for killing uh, Riva actually had a purpose because it's the thing that broke Kilgrave's control over, which I do like from a story perspective because otherwise you're just bringing have her murdering Riva to give an excuse to have Luke in her story. So this is a better reason, at least I think. So, if that's true, I would take it. But I have questions on that. Oh, okay. so So, my only issue is that I had assumed that the only reason Jessica was able to break it was, like, maybe, sure, that was a last straw. Mm-hmm. But I'd assume that Jessica just got immune to it over time. Because it's a virus. And, I mean, isn't that how the... was like? Isn't that exactly how the flu shot works? They give you the virus, but weak, and then your body just becomes immune? And then yeah. whenever you actually catch the cold or the, the flu, like you just become immune to that version of the flu. It, this is, that is how it works. But there are also 
viruses that you can't become immune to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there goes that idea. Yeah. So, like, who who knows what his virus is? Also, I think maybe. Well, I mean, that's also yeah. That's a better scientific reason than saying it is so antithetical to who Jessica Jones is as a person to kill somebody. Um, that it broke her. The control. I mean. But- I mean, yeah, that's that's true. That does sound like way better of a storyline. I'm just, I'm still questioning it. Well, yeah, from from a story perspective, that's better. From a scientific and like, if this is really supposed to be happening, it's probably the immunity thing. <laughs> yeah. So is Jessica? Does that mean Jessica is the first person Kilgrave has controlled for this long? My assumption was it was time based. Um... I forget how long she said that she was under his control. She said it before, right? Was it like nine months, 18 months? I want to say nine months because they went. Well, did they go to that Italian restaurant for their anniversary or like a six month anniversary? Oh, I thought it was like a one month thing. Oh, maybe. Okay, maybe. I have no idea. (laughs) All right. The reason I thought it was one month was because she said that in the first episode. Oh, yes. When Hope was doing that stuff. He took Hope for one month. Makes sense. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably, I would say six months, maybe. Okay. But All right. I mean, he. I assume he controlled his parents for longer than that, and they never became immune. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know anyone else, unless who knows how long Malcolm. Well, yeah, who knows how long Malcolm was under his control. That's true. But he also had the drugs, so he would have come back anyway. It didn't matter. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he even said that, that he did. Yeah. He, he went back for the drug money. Yeah. Well, but still, his parents were probably there for pro- most definitely longer than six months. Yeah, you're right. That was the... <laughs> that's that's definitely the, the killer of that theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um... Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up in this scene is um, they were kind of talking about some of the aftermath stuff of uh, Luke's bar being blown up. And so now Luke has to help the uh, one bartender guy find another job. But, uh, you know, at least what Luke just said, right? There's always work for uh, good bartenders. So that's <laughs> Hands good. are a bottle of liquor. Uh-huh. <laughs> did he find that on the ground or did he just have it like in his boot for emergencies? <laughs> I think he found it. Okay. Cuz I mean, Jessica was walking around and like ah, you just see empty bottle all over the place and then he I think he just finds it in the sofa. Yeah. Um <laughs> Oh, I was going to say something I forgot. Oh yeah. Uh Luke says when they leave their uh, the bar or the scene of the crime, he says he doesn't own the bar, it's not under his name. Whose bar was that? <laughs> He said Riva made sure his name wasn't on any oh, okay. of that paperwork. So um, that's so a good question. I mean, <laughs> if, if she's dead and if it was under her name, then it has to have gone to someone else, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I. It could just be under a fake name. That's possible. Yeah. yeah. The only other thing that I would think is, um, and I don't want to, I guess this doesn't really count as a spoiler, but in season one of uh, Luke Cage, 
there's the I forget the guy's name, the bartender, not the bartender, the barber. Mm-hmm. Um, the the guy who owns that barber shop. Yeah, uh, I, it might be under his name because they're like friends, right? They know each other well are. enough. So that's the only other thing I can think of. I but again, you I can't remember the bartender's name. He's like a major character. We'll come. We'll get to it eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um. I don't think Luke would leave that guy like twist in the wind because you know investigations. If you blew it up for the um, for like the insurance money and stuff like that. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Huh. So I think the best, the most obvious thing would be it to be under a fake name. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I take it. All right. Were you ready to move on? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. Next part's about Kilgrave. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, we see like, we see Kilgrave and his father leaving a nightclub. Instead of being there just to have a good time, they are trying to increase Kilgrave's powers. It's working, but not as quickly as Kilgrave would like. Later, he threatens his father. To, his he threatens to have his father blend his hand because he's asking for rest. So. So we know his management skills are horrible. Yes. <laughs> um, Kilgrave's powers work now longer and further away. Apparently it's um, it's now works for 80 feet and uh, we find out later for a certain amount of time. How long has it been since Kilgrave kidnapped his dad? I'm trying to think and I'm under the impression, let's see, so he basically kidnapped him when they did the trade at the end of, what is this, episode 12? So it was the end of episode 10, mm-hmm. or I guess beginning of episode 11, and like maybe maybe three days max, but I'm thinking two. Yeah, so, okay, there's not a lot of experimentation, experimentation time to find out how long he can control somebody. That's right, especially because every time that they experiment, they have st- to start over the clock, right? You know, start yeah. at 10 hours and then see if it's longer. And then also, if it goes longer, then they have to wait that much longer also next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my, my note was like, how long is that guy going to be standing there looking at the fence forever? Later in this episode, we get an answer to that, but we won't go there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at the time we were thinking, eh, like ten hours, but yeah, yeah. you're right, Oof. up to twelve hours. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, is there anything about this section? Anything else you want to bring up? No, not really. I mean, I, I mean, I'm still curious about the eighty feet. Does he have to shout it at people? Or, like, do, do they have to at least be able to hear what he's saying? I'm still a little curious on his powers, like, the, the exact effects. Like, can he whisper it? Or, if Matt Murdock was 80 feet away, but uh, Kilgrave was whispering, I mean, Daredevil could hear it. Would would he control Daredevil at that point? I mean, I think this is a combination between intention, like, who he intends to control, uh-huh. Um you have to be able to hear it, but you also have to be in range. Uh, because multiple times we see Kilgrave tell someone to do something with other people around, and not everybody does that. So you have to know who your intended target is. 
So okay. he could he could intend to do the whole crowd like he did in the um at the nightclub. And you have to be able to hear it because he gets on the mic and tells everybody. But it's also distance because he says that there are people in the back heckling. So they know the distance. There's like a limit, even though they all heard it. Um, they didn't get affected by his virus. Okay, got it. All right, that works for me. So we're narrowing He's it done. down. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll have time like next episode or next season, assuming he survives, to mm-hmm. discuss this more. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Plenty of time. Plenty yeah. of time. All right. <laughs> we we ready to move on to this section because we're out of time for that part of Kilgriff. Yeah, yeah, that works for me. <laughs> All right. In the morning, Trish calls and lets uh, Jessica know that they that the hospital is releasing her. She also fills her in on the mysterious group that gave Simpson the drugs. After they hang up. Trisha's mom comes to visit the hospital, resulting in a, a not awkward at all family reunion. Later, Trisha's mom shows up at Trisha's apartment with info on IGH. Apparently, eavesdropping pays off. IGH took care of Jessica's medical bills after the accident. Trisha's mom is using this as leverage to get a relationship with her daughter. First reaction. Seriously, they're letting her out already. She OD'd on an unknown drug with unknown effects. <laughs> they're just letting her out the next morning. It's not a big deal. Well, they they know it's a combat enhancer. Oh yeah, so because <laughs> so this, Jessica had to tell the paramedic. And this Manhattan um, hospital obviously deals with combat enhancers all the time. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people going after the super soldier serum. I'm sure it's actually a legit thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that a number of people probably have a a, a PhD on the subject. They've, they've probably written dissertations and, and things. And maybe one of them, one of the doctors at that hospital has read one of those papers. That's possible. It's possible. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I, I, I don't know how long they keep people in a hospital for after ODing on something. Neither do I, but, and you know, I, I bet depending on the drug and stuff like that, maybe the next day is normal for a drug that people know about. (laughs) It's the fact that it's an unknown drug is what gets me. That's true. Yeah. They want to keep you there a little bit longer. Just make sure you're, you're fine. That it's fully out of your system. Yeah. Do some tests. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, later when uh trisha's mom comes with info on igh uh or actually not even later it's oh yeah when um trish is talking to jessica on the phone about igh i like how modern this is they have no website so they mustn't exist at all (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I bet that's Mm-hmm. I bet there are things in the world that exist that don't have a website. I don't know them because they don't have a website. <laughs> but I'm sure they exist. Yeah, uh, I mean, do they really count as existing? <laughs> I mean, even, okay, even things that don't have a website still have, like, a Yelp review or something. Mm-hmm. You can find it on the internet somehow, somewhere. So, you probably, if you search IGH, you'd probably be able to find... 
I don't know what that acronym is on Wikipedia, but maybe something there. Maybe there's a, a, I don't know. I'm just guessing now. But yeah, I'm sure you'd find something, but none of those things would add up. So maybe she was like, eh, no website, no direct website. So it doesn't count. Unless that's the only investigation she did. Did she go to IGH.com? Like, hmm, okay, let's try IGH.org. Nope. Okay. Doesn't count. Uh, I, I'm done now. <laughs> um, Hold on. I'm looking up IGH on just to see if we can find anything. Um, Institute IGH is a Croatian company that... designs lab equipment <laughs> that would fall into what IGH could be. Okay. All right. Yeah. So she should have found something. It should have led her <laughs> to this Croatian um, civil engineering company. Uh, well, that makes a lot of sense why they would be paying for Jessica's hospital bills. It's right up their alley. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So, um, the last thing is, uh, Dorothy Walker, uh, Trisha's mom. Oh, I keep forgetting her name. Yeah, I had to look it up. Um, she, she's using this as, like, a way to rekindle her relationship with her daughter, and in almost the same breath, she brings up a business opportunity with her daughter. Be a better liar, woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I, I understand her wanting to you know, repair that relationship with mm-hmm. her daughter, but it's, I, I question if she actually did want to like, or if, or her repairing the relationship was just because she had a business opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but I mean, read the room or something <laughs> just like you wait until like, your third or fourth time hanging out with your daughter in a normal relationship before you bring up business opportunities and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, that's when you can ask her to. I forget what she wanted. Uh, to uh, it's like a bottle, a water, a bottled water company. Oh, okay. Sponsoring right. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so uh-huh. again, um, I I was actually I didn't bring this up. I felt the same way last week when um. Simpson was like repairing his relationship with Trish and then asks where Jessica is. It's like, calm the hell down, manipulative, manipulative people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, granted, he's a little out of his mind, but yeah. uh, like he was only there to get information on Jessica. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, considering, you know, if you're trying to do spy type of stuff, I guess, to try to find someone, then yeah, you, you gotta you gotta wait a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's just something everyone should know. It's like, there's a t- place, time and place to ask for stuff. But, whatever. That's just, yeah. like, the, the slither in me, in me coming out, just being trying to use the right moment to get what I want. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm good to find out what happened next to Luke and Jessica, if you are. Sounds good to me. Let's move on. All right. Luke convinces Jessica that he can help her with help her uh, find Kilgrave. 
They check out Albert's old room, which leads them to a biochem lab. At the lab, Jessica finds out that Kilgrave told them to work nonstop on making more of a brain disorder chemical that he needs to increase his powers. Luke also forgives Jessica for killing Riva, finally understanding that it was not her fault. After what seems like a few hours of waiting, a possible uh, courier arrives. They follow him. Jessica briefly loses him in Central Park, but by the time uh, she finds him, he's killed himself with some gardening shears. I don't know why I yeah, was so was... happy about that part. <laughs> <laughs> and I was about to say the opposite. That was uh, not a good way to go. Okay. No. Um, so before they leave the apartment, Jessica kind of gives Luke an out. Like, this is your chance to run away and hide from Kilgrave. And I was like, it's a choice to be a survivor or a hero. Then Luke says he wants to kill Kilgrave. So maybe he's not the best hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, at that point, like, all right, it's it's okay to still want revenge. I guess there are a lot of people who want uh, Kilgrave dead, and that was also his original plan, right? To kill Kilgrave yeah. for getting Reva killed. Yeah. Also, I'm very much in a thinking about certain heroes don't kill people. I mean, it's literally DC heroes and Spider Man are the only ones who say, we don't kill people. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Daredevil. That's true. Yeah. They, I mean, all of them kill someone off screen, but we never see that. Well, I mean, yeah. How? <laughs> it's like Zack Snyder said about Superman. How do you know that killing is bad unless you kill someone? Um, I mean, I know that killing is bad. <laughs> yeah, but you've murdered... I mean, oh, we're not supposed to say that on the radio. Um, yeah, I, you gotta I wait for the statute of limitations that. on that, <laughs> which there is none. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> but no, that's that's a quote Zack Snyder said about Superman and Man of Steel. It's like he he wouldn't know that killing is bad unless he's killed somebody. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, he seemed to be raised by good parents. I, I feel like they would have mentioned that to him at some point. <laughs> and don't kill, especially when you've got superpowers. Be careful, yeah. you might kill someone, and that's bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a progression, an exact progression of their conversation. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> See, I told you I'm ready to be a parent. That's all you need to know. All right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. One little thing after uh, Luke says he's going to go with him, they walk out, and Jessica. They close the door, and Jessica puts her hand through the window to lock the door. She's learning. <laughs> she doesn't have the whole thing figured out yet, but she's learning. Uh, you know, one of these days, um, she'll, like, consider getting it the, the door fixed, and she'll decide, you know what? No. I don't need to get this fixed, because it's just so much more convenient to reach over to lock or unlock. <laughs> Yeah, you don't even need so a key. It, yeah. And no one can get in who doesn't. Who I don't want to. Exactly. Yep. Because those people will cut themselves on the glass. True. So only one who's truly safe is Luke Cage. Because he can't cut himself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if he's trying to break in, she has other problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So when they're leaving, uh, Jessica's figured out that Kilgrave is keeping his dad alive to increase his powers. Which 
is strikes me as the writers have spun their wheels too long in the show. And now they realize <laughs> they've run out of time and they don't have time to let Jessica figure out that Kilgrave is increasing his powers. So we'll just have her figure it out. And we'll go with that for the whole time. <laughs> That's right. Cause she doesn't really have like any real input on how that. Yeah. You is. Know, yeah. It's literally she, um, she probably thought of it when she was staying up all night to listen to the police get her. That's okay. it. I mean, people are smart. They can figure things out. She seems very intelligent, so. Yeah, but it's also like, wouldn't she look for proof? Before just like making this whole plan based on that? I guess that's true. I mean, they kind of get some proof the next day, but she's already assuming that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, we also see Albert uh, decides he's going to go back home and live with his parents because Jessica was mean to him. <laughs> yep. I just, I mean, we'll get more into this later this episode, but I don't know what the right thing for Malcolm to do is. Is to help Jessica or just save yourself, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I I only have one note written down for this part of mm-hmm. about what Malcolm did. Uh, and I wrote down that Malcolm was harsh. Super harsh. Um, yeah, he was just really mean to her, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I get that a lot of his life was messed up because of her. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was also specifically Kilgrave. Like, it, it kind of feels like Malcolm is starting to agree with uh, Robin. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, it's true. Just just because of Jessica, who Jessica had the bad luck of being in, um, taken over by Kilgrave, everyone in her life's um, life has been destroyed, pretty much. It's, yeah, not, it's not her fault, but eventually you've got to worry about yourself a little bit. That's true, yeah. I mean, I guess the only one who hasn't been super messed up is Trish but kind of seems like she already has her own problems I mean she just OD'd on this yeah, I guess experimental that's drug then this, this, that wouldn't have happened if Kilgrave wasn't involved even though it was like Simpson but Simpson was involved because Kilgrave, yeah all that shenanigans okay yeah you're right uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah it's that is true mm-hmm. um so we get to Albert's room and we find I I marked I wrote down that we meet a rude hotel manager, but I guess she's not really that rude since this guy just left without paying for anything. <laughs> she has a right to be how she is. Yeah, I'm sure that was part of the lease or you know whatever contract they signed. So yeah, gotta mm-hmm. get some sort of uh, recuperation of yeah. of that money that she's lost out on. Yeah. And they find some chemicals. I like how she's in the way of all the chemicals. And Luke just picks her up and moves over. <laughs> she was very scared for a second, too. Wouldn't you be? Which, a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Someone who it doesn't even seem like they're trying to pick me up is able to do that and, mm-hmm. and move me. Yeah. 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 So uh, the last part is uh, the last note I have is when they follow. Uh, the courier guy into Central Park. 
and she says n tells Luke not to come in because Kilgrave might be there and I was thinking from you can't see where they are from that shot thinking like she might be going into a restaurant or a store or a building or something yeah that's a good idea except for they're going into Central Park which is a very large area so I don't yes. think he is in too much danger of being Kilgraved yeah, as long as he kind of keeps looking around all the time, yeah. he's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. And she probably, the guy probably would have still been alive if Luke was there also looking around. <laughs> if they had like two <laughs> pairs of eyes looking around, there's more of a chance. Yeah, exactly. Because she like just barely missed him, right? At, at the end. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if Luke was also looking, could have both pointed, you know, you would have gotten like three, maybe four more seconds. That could have been enough time. Yeah. Also not sure how fast he runs. Maybe he's faster at running and could have gotten there a little bit quicker. Well, yeah, I mean, Jessica's blocked. If she really, really want, didn't care about being seen at all, which I know she does, she could have just jumped over those carriages or those um, strollers, those people, because she can jump really far. That's true. I feel like she could have jumped and gotten that guy before he um, sheared himself. Yeah, or at least like, like run really fast and like like instead of jumping up she could have like jumped kind of forward, forward like yeah yeah i, I assume that's a thing people with superpowers can do they just kind of mm. they run quickly but it's really just pushing I mean, themselves like uh obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker can do it so i don't see exactly. why everyone else with superpowers can't yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> all right next section unless there's anything uh, else you well, want to cover uh, no, but I think uh, we're at a good midway point right here, so I think we should uh, talk about our sponsor for the week. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. So this week we are sponsored by Good Bartenders, Inc. So remember, there's always work for good bartenders. That's why this week we are partnering with Good Bartenders, Incorporated for a deal for their bartending school. Learn the classics, like how to serve beer straight from a can, how to hold illegal fight clubs in the back and not get caught, and finally, how to throw drunks 20 feet in a single hurl. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free keychain. It's a really good keychain. Like, I, I have it in front of me, and I don't know how to describe it, but it looks super cool. So um, definitely use promo code MCU Rewind to get that keychain. Or spend the 50 bucks to buy it. That's your call, honestly. All right. Um, this <laughs> makes me think, uh, especially when you're talking about throwing people 20 feet, Mm -hmm. so i stopped for lunch today right and right. I, I i've cut the cord years ago i don't get any cable um i'm not a big sports fan i watch my sacramento kings on locals channels so i'm not in the know with what happens at espn at least for the last couple of years mm -hmm. i did not know espn the ocho is a thing did you know about this um the name sounds familiar. It's from Dodgeball. But I, but I didn't know it was an actual thing. Like, I thought it was maybe a channel or, or like, I thought it maybe like, like a segment of a show or something. But you're saying it's a whole channel? No, no. It's, it's a, oh, okay. it's a special, I guess, because I looked it up when I saw okay. this. Because I know ESPN The Ocho is where Dodgeball is shown on, okay. the, in the movie Dodgeball. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but apparently they took that idea and every year they change 
I think ESPN or ESPN two to ESPN the Ocho and have lawnmower races, have pizza dough acrobatics. This is just what I saw in the commercial. <laughs> uh, they have uh, axe throwing. Um, yeah, and they have a few of these more ridiculous sports. And I feel like um, drunk tossing would be one of those sports they would have on ESPN the Ocho. Also, I'm very excited that I might go somewhere. And you find out when it's on. But I might go to a friend's place who has ESPN and watch ESPN the Ocho. Now that I know it exists. I Yeah, now that I know that it exists too, I should watch it. I still have cable. Yeah, I, I might have ESPN. <laughs> I'm looking at this. I need to see if I can... Because I can use my parents' Comcast or um, password. I need to see if I could just stream live ESPN. That would be the most convenient. Yeah, that one. That one probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad to update you on our new sponsor and ESPN the Ocho, but <laughs> <laughs> who we would be perfectly fine with if they were also a sponsor. So yeah. if any of you out there can get us in touch with them, let us know. Mm-hmm. Not ESPN one or two or three. Or possibly four. I don't know how far they go nowadays. But we specifically want the Ocho. Well, I mean, they or go one, at least two or three. eight. I'll True. take Cinco. <laughs> ESPN 5. What do they do they have on ESPN 5? I, I have no idea. But okay. I'm sure it exists. You know, it's probably all of them are different languages, right? So maybe five is Japanese. That would be Go, right? Yeah. I think that's that's fine. <laughs> and that's the only other language I know a number in. <laughs> but no, can't do that. I'm pretty sure ESPN Go is their mobile version. Oh, all right. Well, then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> they could be then any maybe. other number except for that specific number. <laughs> all right. So that one's Greek, probably. <laughs> yeah. And then six is going to be <laughs> Chinese. Okay. Seven will be Russian. Uh, <laughs> we we know what eight is, obviously. Is obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Nine is probably Australian. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you need a different one for those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, we don't talk sports on this. We are nerds. We need to continue this. That's true. <laughs> as Malcolm is leaving his apartment for... Oh. Nope, I read the right thing. As Malcolm is leaving his apartment for what he thinks is the last time, he hears Robin freaking out at a, deliver- at a delivery woman. Malcolm comes and defuses the situation. Then they reminisce about Ruben. Later, he takes her to the waterfront where he took Ruben's body. She forgives him. So I guess it's true what they say, Al. Being a good person is its own superpower. But then again, Not a great one. I mean, you could be a good person and have superpowers like Captain America and Superman. But it helps. (laughs) That's, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So... Basically, I guess the Malcolm's whole story arc of the episode is him deciding that people can be good and that he doesn't need to leave and all this stuff. And so he was just bitter for like, what, half a day? Yeah. I mean, OK. Yeah, it was yes last night and part of today. <laughs> OK, well, that's good. He he got out of that funk, you know, I mean, considering the events that have happened recently it's gonna mess with you but yeah Mm -hmm. he's he's back to being his from what he's described of his past being a good guy yeah i have these notes malcolm can help robin like he already helped the other members of kilgrave's anonymous 
But then again, they turn into an angry, angry mob. So maybe he's not the best helper. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, you got to learn somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually you'll be thrown into the situation you're not sure of. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that part of the reason she forgives him is because he threw his body into the water and they're Pisces. So it's, it was a good choice. And as someone who vehemently, like, I completely disregard all astrology stuff. I know, don't tell my wife. Well, she knows I don't agree with it, but she's very much a believer in that. (laughs) Um, I find it funny that this random chance about what month they were born made it okay that he threw his body with no ceremony and no care into a river. Well, you know, at least it worked out for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else about on Malcolm before we move on? No, that's it. I said my two things. Okay. Um, <laughs> we need to get better at transitions, but right now is not the time for that. That's true. One of these days we we'll did plan do, them ahead of time. Yeah, we did do sound effects at one point. That's we've stopped. <laughs> oh. Yeah. For for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because we ran after like four of them, it got really hard. <laughs> <laughs> four sound effects, not four episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So are you I'm, are you moving on? I am moving on to hold on mm-hmm. the last section. Ooh, well, hold on. Boop 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 boop. Wow. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for. We'll never do this again. Or we'll do it next okay. time we remember. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> Luke gets out of the shower and talks to... Ta- oh, I made a mistake. Luke gets out of the shower and tells Jessica about when he first got powers. People thought it was a hoax. This gave him the idea to search hoaxes because no one would believe in Kilgore's powers. She finds a video talking about the nightclub and knows that he is getting more powerful. They head to the nightclub. It is locked, but the lights are on. They pretend to be liquor authority agents to see a video of the previous night, but it's been erased. <gasps> Kil- Kilgrave shows up uh, to test his powers again. His powers still don't work on her, but they are still working on Luke. He has had control of Luke the entire episode, and na- he now tells Luke to kill Jessica. They fight. This distraction allows Kilgrave to escape. Luke is relentless, so Jessica shoots him from point-blank range with a shotgun in his face, knocking him unconscious. So, between the search results of Central Park horse fetishists and Luke talking to Jessica in nothing but a towel, I think this episode should have been called Top Shelf Perverts instead of the previous (laughs) ones. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) So, I guess I have to ask, um, because at the beginning of the episode, when uh, Jessica asks Luke, hey, does Kilgrave know about your powers? And he he basically says, no, that's not a thing anyone thinks to ask. Um, I guess we find out now that Kilgrave knew about this, Uh because he's been planning this all along. So did he think to ask if he has any powers? I mean, I guess because Kilgrave knows about Jessica's powers and his own powers, maybe that's something he would ask. 
That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know start. that the flashback from the beginning of the episode is a fiction because it probably went down completely differently. Uh, it could have been at some later moment in time. No, we saw an entire... Mo- no, I'm just kidding. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm at this point... When you've met at least two, there are at least two people with powers. You ask everyone associated with each other if you have powers, just in case. That's true. Just, <laughs> just to be safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, how much? God, can you imagine? He probably actually met, you know, someone once who had powers, and then later he found out. Oh, they had powers. Oh, and then he threw oh. that whole chance away. Ugh. <laughs> so he always asks now. Yeah, I think. I mean. If we ever see someone with superpowers in real life, like probably not going to happen, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, after that moment of one person having superpowers, I'm literally going to ask everyone I know, <laughs> just in case. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, also, I think about someone asking Peter Parker if he has powers. You know, before it gets. Uh, never mind. Not talking spoilers. Um, if he has powers, he would be like, "What? No! What? Why would you? Who? Who said I have powers?" Like freaking out. So I'll be looking for that reaction more than anything else. <laughs> Not for the yes, yeah, but for the no. reaction. Okay, of course. Well, or the well, the yes, but <laughs> if you deny it so vehemently, <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> so they um, they get to the nightclub. And uh, that guy is still there, staring at the fence, like, a twenty-four hours later. So his powers, or I mean, I'm guessing twenty-four hours later, the next night. So we know his powers got more powerful. He literally says it been increased, was increased to sixteen hours, and now it's twenty-four. Did Kilgrave? Like, when he walked in and saw the guy standing there, did he just make it another 24 hours? Like, keep staring forever? I guess, yeah. That's probably what he just tells people to do. And then... Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy with no friends whatsoever. Like, he went to that club by himself and no one cared. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No one thought to, like, call him or anything. Or Well, he's probably not yeah. answering his phone. But, I mean... I'm... I mean, Kilgrave didn't say, and don't move, is like, stay in that spot. If he had a phone in his pocket, he could probably answer it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hmm. Maybe this guy's just stupid. Or his phone died, and he's screwed. That could have happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. He probably had, like, 20% battery life by the time he got to the club. And then he was just thinking, oh, I'm not going to be using the battery. I'm just going to, you know, be clubbing and doing stuff. And then... Mm-hmm. Well, now it's the next day and the battery's dead. Yep. Sucks for him. Damn. Yep. So they talk to the uh, nightclub owner and the night saying they're liquor authorities and the nightclub owner bribes them like he probably does every time there's a liquor authority. <laughs> and Jessica just pockets the money because that's how you do business. <laughs> well, I mean, she can't just show her hand. She can't just say, oh, no, we're not actually part of the liquor authority. It's true. She and still she probably, needs to see the video. Yeah, and she probably has intentions to split it with Luke. <laughs> and then Luke, being a good person, says, No, we need to get back. And Jessica goes, No, we can't blow our cover. And then she just keeps the money. 
<laughs> yeah. So as they find out that the um, the video's been deleted, uh, they hear Kilgrave has arrived. <gasps> talking to no one. I mean, we find out that Kilgrave is probably talking to them because Luke told them where they are. But my first reaction is like, why is he there on an empty night? What the hell? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, like, did he just go for the hell of it? Because he just liked being in front of a mic? But, yeah. Did he used to aspire to be a stand-up comedian? Probably not. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess not. No, because, I mean, it was only when he was a kid when he wanted yeah, to be a rugby, liked rugby player. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got his, his power. He's like, well, I, I guess I don't need to work, so that's something. True. Alright, so we get Superhero Landing number 44 with her Woo. jumping off the balcony. Woo! Undisputed Superhero Landing, not in a fantasy. <laughs> so we get revealed that um, that Kilgrave has increased his powers, which we knew, but now it's 24 hours and 100 yards. And Luke has been under that power the entire episode. <gasps> no! And then uh, my last note is fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing. This is a, I mean, for a superhero fight that's just two people like punching and being super strong, it's pretty cool. It's pretty brutal, actually. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, Jessica isn't like a like a fighter type of person, right? She just hits hard and yeah. or throws things. She and that never kind of uses stuff. her yeah. laser eyes. Which one of these days we'll see her finally use. Like, I'm sure they're just overpowered, so you have to save them for the boss fight, but yeah. Yeah. They're probably like scalpels that cut right through stuff, but it wouldn't work on Luke because his skin, you can't break through it. Oh, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, in this scene, I do enjoy that it looks like she's defeated Luke like three times, and he just keeps coming. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that kind of added to make the the scene feel a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. But um, it's it's a nice reminder that you you don't just stop him because yeah, that that's his power. <laughs> All right, yeah. So she ends up shooting him in the face like you do. Um, luckily she went for the chin because like if it got in his eyes, his eyes aren't super don't have skin over them, so they're not super um, powered. So he looked out. Oh, that's good. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um. We find this out in the future. I will be vague about when we find this out. Works for me. Yep. <laughs> All right, is there anything else about this episode uh, we want to cover? No, I think we're we're good. I mean, other than rating it, um. Yeah, we think we covered it all. All right. Hold on, I didn't think of what to rate it with. So, how many bottles of AAV1, which is a chemical that he needs to increase his powers, how many um, bottles of AAV1 would you give this episode? <laughs> um, I guess I would, I, uh, about a four. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the penultimate episode also, right? So you, things start coming together, you're starting to kind of finalize up the storyline yeah mm -hmm. i'm liking it mm -hmm. yeah i'll give i'll give it a little higher than you i'll give it 4.5 i just uh the fight scene at the end we don't 
I mean, for good reason, this isn't a really action-packed show. Mm-hmm. Because it's just not who Jessica is. But when we get a fight like this, I do enjoy it. And now we've got two fights in a row. So, that's fun. But you can't really get better than a hero versus hero fight. That's true, yeah. Unless it's Batman versus Superman. That wasn't a good one. <laughs> Oh, okay. I see what you're going with. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying, unless it's this fight, because that one was super amazing. Like, wait. Oh, I get it now. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, alrighty. Kind of. It was li- the only good part of that movie. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you going to close it out? Yeah, why not? All right. Cool. All right, everyone. So this has been season one. Episode 12 of Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Take a Bloody Number. Uh, Join us next week when we will be talking about the season finale. It'll be episode 13, a.k.a. Smile. And uh, until then, uh, please, you can follow us on Twitter. uh, Send us messages on Twitter. I think the DMs are open. If they're not, let us know. Um, If you want to send us messages, I guess. Uh, And also, we're always looking for ratings. Please, uh, you can do that for us and whatever other podcast you listen to uh, you know you can rate them at the same time just set aside a half hour on a sunday evening and just you know that that could be what you do during that time so just make sure to include us um and uh until next time this is the marvel cinematic rewind signing off have a marvelous day